We are um, <clears throat> continuing to consider uh, the prayers of Paul uh, or his instructions to churches on how to pray, what to pray, uh, and got uh, a short verse tonight. Uh, we'll take a little detour to the Proverbs as well, but uh, I want to look at Romans chapter 15 verse 13, which is a prayer that Paul prays for the church at Rome that has, I think, uh, some helpful things for us to consider. So, Romans fifteen thirteen says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, some of you uh, may have heard me tell this story before, um, but if not, you probably will again in the next ten years um, because stories repeat themselves uh, and they can have different meaning every time, which is amazing. Uh, but when I was a student at Lock Haven University, uh, New Life decided that uh, we were going to go on a hike at Heiner. Everybody been to Heiner? Okay. If not, you got to check it out. Um, <clears throat> we mapped out our trip, we carpooled to the trailhead, and we set off for a two to three hour round trip hike. But six hours later, we were still hiking. Uh, you see, we decided to veer off of our charted course because we saw a trail that split off near the top of the mountain that also had a trailhead once we got to the top. We assumed that these trails connected in a short detour from the trail we took up. We were half right because these trails did connect. <clears throat> we just didn't realize that there was about 16 miles of trail between them. Needless to say, uh, we were not prepared for this hike. And yet we were on it. At several points, we just simply had to stop because we were so discouraged. We were out of water, we were out of snacks, and we were out of hope. So some of us were, were planning uh, to build camp for the night, while others were refusing to go any further. And we realized that we needed to take time to encourage one another, as well as time to pause and pray, which we did several times. Each time, uh, we were encouraged because God answered our prayer in such a way uh, that we were able to press on. We were encouraged in our time of prayer uh, by how, how God answered. 
uh, we prayed for water and came across a spring. We prayed for strength to go on and came across beautiful scenery that took our minds off of the fact that we were desperately lost. And then eventually, we, we came to a clearing and, and we're hiking on a road. And so we prayed that someone would drive by. And when we saw the dust of that dirt road rising in the distance, we were instilled with a newfound hope that we would get off this mountain and return to civilization. And so we all piled into the back of the truck and, and he took us down the mountain to our cars and we got there just before sunset. Now I learned several lessons that day. For instance, you should probably know the trail that you're going to hike on before you hike on it. But I also learned that hope is a powerful force. As, as we were driving home, we all agreed that when we saw the dust flying on that road, the aches and pains in our muscles disappeared. The frustration we had toward one another for taking a different trail evaporated. And we all agreed at that moment that the situation went from one of dread to one of enjoyment. And hope made the difference. In Romans 15, Paul is making the case that Jesus is the hope of Jews and Gentiles alike. So, so he's put us all in the same basket and said, we are all sinners. We all fall desperately short of the glory of God. But in Romans 15, he's telling us that it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, you can have hope in the Lord Jesus. And that's even in part what we see in verse 13. It says again, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. You see, hope is repeated twice in this verse, and, and so it is the key. But why do we need hope in this world? That's, that's right. He said because we have sin. Uh, but there would be many reasons. The sin within our own hearts. We see the effects of sin all around us in the brokenness of this world. The world seems to be an outright rejection of God. Our communities are hurting. Our families are struggling. Loved ones are dying. And we need something to cling to that will reinvigorate us. And what we have been given is hope. And, and I just think it's interesting the description that we have of God in this verse. We get this hope from the God who is described as the God of hope. And it's, it's He who will fill us with all joy and peace by the Holy Spirit so that we may abound in hope. In other words, we're not going to run out of hope. 
And, and I think it's similar to what, to what Solomon says in, in Proverbs. In, verse, uh, in chapter 13, verse 12, he says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. I think it's probably true of any of us that, that we would say, I don't like waiting. It feels good to get what we want and to get it as quickly as possible. But when our expectations are delayed for a long time, we can experience disappointment, disillusionment, and a loss of hope. And, and in some cases, prolonged waiting for what we eagerly desire can become such an affliction to us that it, that it differs little from a lingering sickness. This scenario is the exact meaning of Solomon's words. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. That, that when we continually are deferred in our hope, it starts to affect our, our feelings in, in such a way that maybe we even feel sick. The term deferred in this passage means to put off or to drag out. as in a long, drawn-out process. And hope deferred can, can look like many things. Prayer of salvation for a loved one that, that continues unanswered year after year. An agonizing job search filled with endless interviews and rejections. A long-term battle with cancer heartbreaking string of miscarriages, and, and so on down the line. And as we eagerly hope for something important, and it keeps being postponed, the longing we feel can make our heart sick. If something makes the heart sick, it causes despair and, and affliction. Uh, another translation of this verse says, "Hope when hope is crushed, the heart is crushed. And hope deferred can, can lead to depression, anxiety, and actual physical sickness. When we wait for a good thing for so long that the desire and expectations turn to hopelessness, we become spiritually dried up and vulnerable to the enemy's attacks. In the second part of Proverbs 13.15, it, it gives us the opposite of hope deferred though. It says, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. The tree of life represents the, the renewal of life. When, when hopes and desires are fulfilled, we are refreshed. We're relieved. When our prayers are answered, when we see an obvious answer to something that we've been praying for for a long time, we get reinvigorated. And we become encouraged. When we obtain the good thing that we desire, we undergo a reviving of the soul. And, and Solomon reiterates that sentiment even later in the same chapter of Proverbs 13.19. He says, A longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul. So we see that dashed, hope, dashed hopes sicken the heart. And, and the higher the expectations, the greater the frustration. While getting what we desire can be an excellent thing, we must not allow the pursuit of fulfillment to become a temptation to sin. 
Waiting is an opportunity to trust God and allow Him to work in our hearts to strengthen our character. If we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. We ought to see those long stretches as opportunities to turn to God and depend on Him in our weakness. Our unfulfilled desires and deferred hopes can lead us to rich encounters with our Savior. The Lord is good to those who hope in Him. The one who seeks Him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord, according to Lamentations 3. The Lord alone is the fulfillment of our longings. When hope deferred makes your heart sick, what are you to do? Look to Jesus Christ. Psalm 39.7 And so the Lord, and so Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in You. When we place our hope in Christ alone, we won't be disappointed. For He is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. I think Paul prays what Solomon observes in Proverbs 13.12. He's praying out of this understanding that that hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a, a dream fulfilled is invigorating. And so I wonder, does this idea mark your prayer life? Are you praying that that God would keep your hope in Him no matter what you are facing. If, if hope is a powerful force that deferred makes you sick, but fulfilled brings life, how, how can you, even in the waiting, keep your hope in God? I think it comes down to, to two things. Remembering God's promises and remembering God's timeline. God promises us many things. For instance, He promises that He will never leave us nor forsake us. He promises to hear our prayers. He promises forgiveness. He promises that Jesus is coming back. He promises to work all things for our good in His glory. The difficulty, though, is that we need to remember not, that, that not all of these promises are instant. So just like when we pray about the everyday circumstances of our lives and the answers are not immediate, we need to remember God's timeline. God is working all around us. But He has a plan that, that we cannot see. And so we wait while He works it out. But we wait with hope. Though it sometimes feels deferred, we can trust that it will be fulfilled. See, had we, had we known that when we set out on that hike, we would have been hiking for hours. Even hours longer than we had planned. We, we wouldn't have gone into it. Well, we probably wouldn't have done the hike. None of us were in shape to do the hike. But if you would have told us you'll be hiking for 8, 10, 12 hours, lost in the woods, but there's a rescue coming, 
then you know maybe we would have gone into it and we would have known that that there's something that we can place our hope in that would have made the difference so maybe it would have been more enjoyable in the process but that's not always how it works we don't always know the outcome of every situation we're going to be in and and sometimes the hope that we're waiting on is the hope that only comes in eternity but that is a sure and steady anchor for our souls. And so even as we wait, even as hope feels deferred, may we do exactly as Paul tells us in, in Romans 15. And may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And that's even some of the things that we get to express in our prayer time together this evening. Uh, we've been praying for many things uh, together, uh, even repeatedly. Certain situations that you know we are hoping will be answered in a specific way. And we get to continue expressing our hope as we pray together. Not giving up yet trusting that God can and will work in those situations. So if you have, obviously we'll spend time in prayer, but if you have something even that, that comes to mind <clears throat> that is an answer to prayer, please feel free to share that. Because I think that helps to reinvigorate the hope that we have in the God who hears and answers our prayers. So before we move into our time of prayer, uh, let, me, let me just pray again for us. Father, we're so thankful that we have Jesus who is the sure and steady anchor of our souls. Help us, God, to keep our eyes fixed on You and to be filled with hope that You, the God of hope, give. Be with our prayer time and we ask that You would encourage us by what it is we're able to pray and share and hear. We pray that you'd be glorified in this time. We thank you. We praise you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.